My words become things, all hell the king, now I got them walking on water. Covered in the blood of the Christ, a rubber glove and a knife. Prophet Muhammad came to restore the order. Spectators sit back and watch, slave ships pull off the dock. Demigods round up the flock, time running short, got a race against the hands of the clock. 2020 something, pull it off the lot, post it on any block. You say a henny shot, for a libation for the fallen, it's been a lot of death. Theft, right over left, hard of a line, line right under my chest. That's a godlike, prolific, godlike, God money longer than sloth and the flock type. Meditation, slap boxing with Satan. Cracking the On some high power shit If I was you, I'd get a dose Grab a seat, pen and pad, take notes Grace for the shift Many become disembodied Adios, this is first-hand manuscript The flow's powernomics Phonics, so you all get the boom from my sonic I'm on it Rashenku is so influential Mental, so we sent you When building up your temple Simple, peace, God, what you into? They say they want this more science, so I'ma give it to them. Islamism, no illusions when I'm interviewing. Know what I'm doing, no confusion, I ain't in the cooning. I'm in the moving units, I hit starting revolutions. In love with shooters, making masterminds out the dunes. I got a boom and I hit zooming on the plane of soul. I tell them, take me to the grove, they like Islam mode. I'm letting them know this not a show, this all systems go. It's two cells, one man, both high and low. I'm so spiritual, the indigo feel the vibe. I'm so lyrical, a miracle that I survive. It's then my five to the four, I can see him coming. Plus, my angel got the angle with the engine running. It's all justice, freedom, peace, truth, and love. All right, peace, everybody. You are now tuned into Moors in America. Um, first and foremost, before we get things started, I want to rise and get a highest praise to the most high. We call him God, uh, our God, Allah, but, you know, it doesn't matter what name you use. We also give honors to our divine prophet, Noble Thru Ali, honors to the forerunner, to the, uh, to the prophet, our dear brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey. We give honors to everything more. Matter of fact, we give honors to all the faithful, all the light bringers out there watching right now. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the True and Living Light Bringers, Moors in America. It's always on your brother. Lloyd Douglas, also known as Sharif Ali here. We uncover and bring glorious light to all issues pertinent to the Moorish American paradigm. This is going to be a special show here. Get in for a treat. Um, before we get started, really, really, really get started, I want to ask that more people hit that like button and share this video. The information that's going to be shared today is something that you want all your friends and family to know about. This brother here is... Um, he has a farm. His brother Farmer Al, he's coming here just to speak about self-sustainability, the things that he's doing as far as um, raising livestock, growing his own food, his own medicine. Very important. Something that can apply to everybody, even if you don't think that you can grow food because you don't have land, you know, to have a farm. Nah, nah. We're going to dispel those notions too. Okay, so um, before we really get in though, we need some more people in here live, some more eyes on this. And if you're watching the playback later on, make sure you hit the like and share button. 
So as I was saying, um, everybody share with your friends, tag people in it, and um, let's get things going. Um, I'm gonna share some things with you too uh, before we really, really, really get started. Uh, let me let me see if I can share the screen. Don't go anywhere. Like I said, yeah, for a treat. Yeah, okay, here we go. Okay, so I do want you to go and follow this brother on social media. And we're gonna actually we're gonna stop this real quick. So check this out. Yeah, go and follow this brother on social media. Uh his links are in the description. Uh, follow his Facebook page, also his YouTube channel, Farmer Al. Um wanna share a couple of things with you. First off, um I first saw some of the posts that this brother had online and um it got my attention and let me show you what got my attention first so he shared this post in the group the black farmers group and um it just got my attention because first off you see this pile um you see the dung beetles in here okay and it's just a video with them on some land but i was reading the post and i mean it's just amazing because it it talking about there's a conversation between the person who owns the land and a visitor and he's saying uh you have great grass in the pasture how long has it been since your cattle were in here they have been in here since last fall no way there's so much grass and i haven't seen a single cow pie cow pie right the cow dung and uh the person who owned the land's like, now the cattle dung doesn't stay on the surface for long, especially this time of year. It gets buried by the dung beetles. Okay? And this is important because that, that dung, he's saying it improves and fertilizes the soil. It does it naturally. And a person who was talking to him said he saw dung beetles at his ranch, but they don't get rid of the dung. And then they start to talk about the why. And this is something that I think we should all know and be concerned about. Because um, the people aren't having dung beetles, people who have cattle and other livestock, because they're putting the poison down, right? The poison to kill the, um, you know, the pest, right? Things of that nature. And so since there's no dung beetles, then they have to deworm the cattle. And you, if you have livestock, you just think that's natural to deworm the cattle. But the only reason you're deworming it is because there's too much poop. Basically, it's too much cow dung because you just cut off that natural process. So everybody's using this this uh, this uh, pharmaceutical invectorment or whatever that is. And then it gets in the cattle dung and then it's toxic. It kills the dung beetles. So the dung beetles ain't even coming around no more. Right. And so it cuts off everything. But naturally, right, you have a natural process that takes care of all that that most of us don't even know about. And I just uh, he shared that post. Now, went and looked at the brother's page and found. You know, the heat, the brother's actually, you know, growing his own food, having livestock. And like I said, go follow that brother's YouTube channel. We'll show this on here again, but um, just great content on here. The brother actually has a video on there, butchering live chickens. Good morning, you How y'all going? Right. With another episode. And if you want to know more about this, go subscribe to the brother's channel. Because like I said, he, he's got the livestock. He, he's got the chicken. Shows you the whole process. Butchering the chicken which shouldn't be like a problem for people to watch considering that you more than likely eat the chicken. And if you eat the chicken, 
you should theoretically be able to um to to butcher the chicken to get them to that process and so i don't want to take up too much more of your time we're going to go ahead and get started and bring this brother in but like i said more people hit that like and share button for all the people that's watching we should definitely have more likes uh more more shares up in here so if you're watching this you're gonna love this you're gonna really appreciate this so make sure you hit like and share and um on that note though let's go ahead and get started y'all don't go anywhere Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Yo. We just moors in America, soared through the shores and endured criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous, they was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carrying, babies having babies. It's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah. There's no comparison. La ilaha. Allah, body and very gin Laughing at you clowns like ha-ha Dodging a Nephilim Conquer lower self with a high Follow your regimen Way before they came we were gods And now we specimen Tried to take the light from our eyes Thank God for Edison Then they put the wool on our eyes It's so embarrassing Now we travel frequently We should invest in Sheraton All of us got gold on our bodies Whenever we stepping in Screaming Ramadan Mubarak Training the flesh again Wishing we could move as a unit just like the Mexicans, dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines, all sin is devilish. Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift. Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren. Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions. We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots. Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet. I bet you I'ma carry it. I'm in love with music to the point I want to marry it. But my love for people is greater, so I write messages. Largest spending power, but we still sit at a deficit Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence Moors in America, flourishing, excellent Let's buy up some neighborhoods and groom our own president Yeah And I come to you today With all intentions of spreading Love Truth Freedom and justice.
All right, peace, Moors. Um, want to go ahead and bring our guest on, Brother Farmer Al. It's a pleasure to have you on here with us today. Um, please let us know. Here. Yeah, man. Please let us know a little bit about you and um, just how you um came into uh or got interested in growing your own food, brother. I uh, let's start. Well, I'm from North Carolina, a city called Greenville. Uh, on the outskirts, it's a little small town called Bethel. So I'm in between both of them. I'm five miles from, no, I'm seven miles from Greenville, seven miles from Bethel. So in 2012, Take a little back further. Around 2000, our grocery store down here, it got shut down. You know, the town grocery store. We're a little small town. When back then, we ain't had number 800 people. Uh, it got shut down, and I was always growing vegetables. I'm like, whoa! So I'm gonna have to start growing a little bit of more everything. So, uh, Hold up, as far um, as growing vegetables, when man, the, when the grocery always, store shut down. Like how how did that affect your community? Uh it affected the community bad, man, because you know, a lot of people they live walking distance of the grocery store. A lot of elderly yeah. people, a lot of young people, and it ain't no jobs down here. This is an agricultural community. So as far as you can see, it ain't nothing but cornfields and tobacco fields. Everybody got to go elsewhere for work. But the people that ain't have no transportation, it was hard on them because they would either have to go 10 miles to Greenville or like 15 miles to Robinsonville or Canada or uh, Williamson. You know, they had to go out of town somewhere else, you know, and that put a strain on, that put a strain on uh, a lot of elderly people, a lot of young people, a lot of people with no transportation. Wow. Yeah, go ahead and continue, brother. Yeah, I just can't imagine, man. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's devastating. Yeah, as far as growing vegetables, uh, I was raised out here with my grandmama and my grandfather until I was five years old. So we ain't had no TV. My grandfather, he was a devout Christian. Uh, grandmother was too. They did not believe in the TV because uh, my granddaddy told me back then, man, programming. You know, he said, programming, son. I ain't nothing but programming. He said, everything on that TV. He said, matter of fact, I ain't got to. My mama talking about, but dad, I like to watch the news. My granddaddy say, I can tell you what's going on. I ain't got to watch the news. You know what I'm saying? Because the things that come are spoken of in the Bible. And that's what my granddaddy used. And most of the time, at TV, it take away the time that we could be doing, devoting to something else, something more higher. You know, like getting our garden together, uh, focusing more time on God. You know, just getting out of the, uh, the hustle and bustle, man, of the, of the, of the matrix. And that's their wisdom for you from the yep. elders. Yep. And yeah. And I, I was, you know, four or five years old. Uh, we got 10 acres out here and everything was uh, like this year, granddad to grow corn. So my job was, hey, John, they call me John. John, go out there, get five buckets and share me five buckets of corn. Now I'm four. I'm five. Got my cousins out there, my cousin Lamont, my cousin Tim. We young. They probably like six, seven. So we out there, you know, it was natural to us. We ain't know nothing about no grocery store, man. Them can't, them can't, 
them canned goods that grandmama had up there, we thought she put them in the can with the vegetables that uh that she got out of the garden. Because we wanted something to eat, Tim's job was to go in the chicken house and get eggs every day. He collected eggs. You know, Tim, go in there and get them eggs. We need breakfast. We go in there and get the eggs. You know, granddaddy had the hogs. He had a smokehouse. Oh, man, that smokehouse. Anyway, he had a smokehouse. You need some meat, a hound or something, some ribs. Walk right in the smokehouse. It's hanging up. Snatch it down. Go in the house and cook it. You know, uh, cornmeal. Yeah. Granddaddy had a grinder. He'd take the corn, grind it up. We got our own cornmeal. The same thing with the sausages. I still got a sausage grinder right now. Uh, take the sausages, take the pig intestines, grind it up. There go your sausage. You know, crackness, all our meat. You know, everything uh, except for the sugar. Stuff like sugar and flour, uh, we had to go to the grocery store for. But anything other than that, man, my granddaddy grew it, and he sold most of it to the grocery stores. I ain't, I ain't even know what was going on. I'm helping granddaddy back, pack up the sausage. He going, taking it, sell it. You know, it, it was all natural to me until I started going to school. And that's when everything changed for me. But I went to school, you know, went learned about the city life. But uh, 2012, man, I came back home. And started growing vegetables, man, because uh, I got tired of taking the food back, like the recall. You know what I'm saying? If you've been eating such and such lettuce, uh, please take it back to the store because it's contaminated with salmonella. It's contaminated yeah. with listeria. It's contaminated with this. It's contaminated with that. I'm thinking, like, yeah. why is it contaminated? We ain't never had to worry about. No contamination while, you know, growing my granddaddy. We ain't never got sick eating the food that we grew. Because, you know, people using chemicals and they not using regenerative practice. Because we got to work with nature. We don't supposed to work against nature. Every time we try to work against nature, we lose in the end. Because you can't go against God. God created nature as a cycle to work with everything on earth, even the humans. So when we try to do it faster and do it better than the creator, it fails every time. Yes. And if I could get you to stop right there, just uh, don't forget your train of thought. So when, yes. when you were speaking about like with, you know, with nature trying to trying to do things faster or better, you know, for appearances, um, that's something too that, that my granddad talked about just, um, Cause his father owned land in Tennessee and they had a farm and he saw growing up how they, um, he said it was like the local government. They would come through and they would make all the farmers use a certain fertilizer. They couldn't use the natural stuff that they already had. Yeah. They had to use yeah. this fertilizer. They even had to use these types of seeds. Yeah. And he saw that coming through and he saw the switch where the, the vegetables like tomatoes, for example, the regular tomatoes, they might not be super big and perfect looking, but they yeah. tasted good. They had real substance to it. And, um, you know, they, they had the, the, the vitamins and stuff in them they were supposed to. Yeah. But they gave them that, the new that's ones. It. That's it. And they looked, they all, the, like, a lot of them came out looking big and bright and everything, yeah. but they didn't taste the same. Nope. And he knew that because he saw all the, all the vegetables, all, they, they all tasted different. 
like you know they didn't have the flavor they used to be right. in there like the cucumbers they just they used to actually taste good whereas now they're kind of like flavorless and right. so you know it was all about appearances so they'll look better at the market and exactly. you know you'll have uniform. more less to get thrown away yeah uniform yep. and we've seen that too um with my family because we used to live overseas in brazil and we saw in the market that that was the first thing i noticed when i started when i was eating the vegetables like the cucumbers and stuff like that like wow they they taste good you know they taste better you know yeah and not saying that they're not having those issues with gmo stuff too but you know they they started this generations ago yeah See, and it's something uh, we should all be concerned about. But, but go ahead, brother. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to uh, sidetrack you. No, you're right. You're right. Speaking on that. Uh, the vegetables that so-called are, say, heirloom. I use heirloom, non-GMO vegetables, stuff like that. They are the most natural that we can get but they are susceptible to pests and diseases uh like tomatoes for instance blight uh powdery mildew all that good old stuff an heirloom tomato it can get attacked by five six different diseases that gmo will not because it been bred against that but the downfall of that is the nutrient deficiency. Uh, the nutrient deficiency, okay, the vegetables, the heirloom vegetables, we've been eating them for thousands of years. So over that time, they build up the nutrients, more nutrients that we need. Plus, it takes a long time for the food to grow. You know, uh, and during that length of time, that we are using organic methods and it's a GMO, it has more time to grow natural and pull all the nutrients out of the soil at a specific time that it needs to. Okay, everything got a season, a date, and a time, right? But when you try to force it with fertilizers and other means, okay, say I say I use fertilizer and, and It'll be big real fast and ready, right? But it ain't been down there nothing but a week when it take a month and a half to grow. So has it had time to pull up the nutrients that it needs? No. Just like the chickens, for instance, right? The chickens that we eat today are bred to be ready in six weeks, eight pounds. Now, according to nature, what animal on this earth is fully grown at six weeks? Can y'all think of one? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know. A puppy, six weeks, he's still a baby. A horse, six weeks, he's still a baby. A cow, six weeks, he's still a baby. Yeah. But that chicken, six weeks, he already in that breeding process. That's insane. That's not natural. And those chickens, they don't even live to be two years old. Like the chicks that I raised, they'll take a year to get eight pounds. That's how God intended it for to be. You know, so 
that's why no matter what we try to do to defeat or to make something quicker, it'll take away the nutrients of what we are growing. You know, okay, everything got a time, a date, and all of that. You might can grow it faster, but it ain't gonna have the same nutrients as the heirloom, as the original version. You know, uh, we just can't beat that. And it's best to use regenerative practices because uh, we are natural people. You know, we need nature. You know, we don't need chemicals, you know. Uh, I understand they need it in the modern day process to feed everybody. But where's a will, it's a way, you know. Uh, but even if you don't have a lot of land, y'all, you can grow in pots, uh, cups. Uh, you can grow in, grow in anything. You ain't got to have a lot of land. Yep. But you just got to be mindful of uh, what we put into our bodies because we grow in this food to heal ourselves. We're growing this food because food is supposed to be medicine, right? So we're supposed to eat the food that's nutritious and don't cause us no harmful side effects. When we use chemicals in these foods and spread with chemicals and pesticides, that get in the soil, the plant pick that up, and when we eat it, that vegetable or that plant, we get that pesticide in our body. Now we sick when the food is supposed to be healing us. It don't make no sense. And we wonder running around wondering why we sick. It's the food we eat. Yeah. You know? And what you said about the chickens, now, like that's that's scary. That that should be that should be concerning for us how they grow them so fast. You know, we, we're yeah. out sometimes, we you know, asking the wife, they, like, what where, where they, are all these wings the coming from? Yeah, the genetics. They've been bred uh like of they used to use Cornish cross. Cornish cross was a quick growing, uh, a quick growing chicken. They get fat real quick. So evidently they found another quick growing chicken. They get fat real quick and kept breeding and kept breeding two fat chicks, two fat, you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, that's why now they got the chickens that in, in six weeks they already eight pounds. But that, that still ain't uh that ain't natural. Like that chicken I killed, uh, that chicken that I had killed, that was a, a young rooster. I believe he was uh, like 18 months, the one I slaughtered. You know, so yeah, they 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 take some they take some time. You know, uh, yeah, man. Uh, we got to be careful, especially now. Uh, with everything that's going on, man. Because yeah, definitely. I just read. I just read that they start. They're gonna start putting the ant, the ant in the food, and the chickens, and the cattle. And you mean the, the insect? You talking about ants? No, I ain't talking about the ants. I'm talking about the ant where they hit you in the arm with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That jab thing. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. jab. Yeah. They're going to take that jab stuff and start putting it in our food. So all the people that didn't take it, that's how they're going to force you to take it. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've seen that too with them um, talking about Bill Gates buying up all the land, all okay. the farms. Okay. Now, that's the main one that wanted uh, depopulate. And he buying up all the farms. Come out, please take my food. Uh, no, sir. Yeah. I know. I yeah, understand. That. Appeal. He, it's just uh, appeal. It's a coating on the avocados to make them last longer. But like I said, fresh is best. You know, everything got a season, a time, a date. You know, you're supposed to pull it fresh and eat it then. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just look into it, man. Research everything. Because uh, they used to ask me, why are you looking at the food ingredients on the back of the list, everything you buy. I said, because, you know, some things cause cancer, you know. I'm like, look at this right here. You know, this caused cancer, this caused this, this caused that. And they're like, man, where are you getting this knowledge from? What are you talking about? You know, we live in America. They ain't gonna, uh, it's approved by the FDA and they ain't gonna put nothing harmful in our foods and stuff. But come to find out, some of the foods that we eat are banned in other countries because of certain health effects. The FDA allow certain parts per million of poisons, chemicals, in our food and water supply. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's so, really, it's it's insane when you think about it, and especially with the with the guy Bill Gates, you know, wanting to get into that industry, you know, with the farming. Yeah. Because it, that's yeah, a conflict think, of interest. Uh, no, not necessarily a conflict of interest. You know, how, how is it a conflict of interest? I'm looking at the old TD talk where he was actually on there speaking about depopulation. Okay. He worded it in a way that it sounded like he was saying, well, the vaccines are going to make people live longer and therefore the population will go down. That's how he worded it, because I guess that doesn't sound as bad. But he didn't say how the vaccine, he was saying it like people going to live longer, they're going to have less children. That's how he said it. But, you know, Man, he's but still saying without saying what he's really saying about you know his push. The one I seen, he said we need to depopulate about three, uh, four billion people. And he yeah. said, "This is this is his words." Now he said we can do it through the hospitals, the vaccines, the uh, public, the public health care service, like the public, like the public, uh, like the public health, and all that. Yeah, and, and any other means that are uh, supposed to help the people, you know. So you know, you already know about a plan, Planned Parenthood, and uh, all this other stuff. They just gonna tighten, tighten, tighten the noose, man. That's why it's yeah. more important than ever that we have our own. You know, we need our own. We need our own everything. You know, because. Uh, 
because we do. We're not getting service like we supposed to. We're not, you know, we ain't looked over. So the best way to do that is build your own. And I was reading a newspaper article where the guys in Virginia, the black and brown uh, guys in Virginia, uh, they found the Indian tribe, they found the Indian nation, and all the money that they got back, you know what they did? What's they that? built their own hospital. They built their own hospital for themselves. So yes. they got brown and black doctors, brown and black nurses, you know, children in school, nurses, nursing degrees. Hey, we got our own hospital now. You can work for your people, you know, be treated fairly. And we can have somebody that, you know, treat us fairly. That's why we got to go. We need to be in all fields, science, yeah. mathematics, doctors, astronomy, everything. You know, we, we just we just got to, man, because if we don't, man, you know, come on now. It ain't getting no better. Yeah. I'm it with you. No the way things are going, I don't think know. we have any choice. But to you move know. in that direction. So um, yeah. one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, if you could, um, since you told us a little bit about yourself, how you um, got into growing your own food, um, please, if you don't mind, let us know um, what you're doing as far as like, you know, you're just growing in your backyard. Like, what, what are you doing and, and what 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 do you grow? What type of livestock do you have? Anything that you would like to share with us, please. Okay. All right. For instance. I just went and picked these out of the garden this morning. That's a broccoli. This is a patty pan squash. Can y'all see that? That's called a patty pan squash. Uh, that's a yellow squash. I picked that and another two bowls this morning, but I gave the rest to a, to a lady. Uh, but as far as me, I'm growing in my backyard. Uh, I grow everything that I eat and everything I don't eat. You know, uh, I'm currently trying to expand, but uh, it's hard when it ain't nobody but you. You know, it ain't nobody but myself that's uh, really trying to do it. Like you said, man, everybody else lost. They uh, get help and want to go to the grocery store. But, you know, me being me, being raised out here with my grandfather, you know, he ain't need no help from the government or nobody else. You got land. That's all the help you need right there. But uh, right now, I got some white potatoes out here. I got some broccoli. I got some cabbage collards. Uh, Y'all know what cabbage collards are? Cabbage collards are a cross between cabbages and collards. Uh, because as we know, collards, they get... Uh, Right now, collards take 45 minutes to cook. Collards, when they hit that frost, they get done about 20 minutes. But the cabbage collard is a cross between cabbage and collards, and it get done in about 20 minutes. You know, it has the it has the flavor of collard greens, but it get done real quick like cabbages. And that's what they look like right there. That's a cabbage collard. So, or a yellow cabbage. So anybody in the South, they know what those are because everybody loved them in the South. But right now, I got uh, squash, those UFO squash. I got some red Russian kale. I got some red cabbages. 
I got some lettuce, some butter crunch lettuce. I got onions. I got Cherokee tomato. Uh, I got bell peppers. I got some, what are they? These are, I got some giant Marconi bell peppers. And I have, uh, uh, what the California California Wonder Bell Pepper. You know, I also have some carrots over there. Uh, beets coming up. Uh, oh, I got some corn too. I have some sweet corn. Uh, ninety percent of the corn in America, y'all, is GMO. Ninety percent. That's a big number. 90%? That's, might as well say all of it is genetically modified. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's in Man. everything. That's in, Think about it now. Your maple syrup that you put on your pancakes, it got corn syrup in it. So, come on now. Even the corn chips, you know, the meal, uh, anything with the sodas, the sodas that we drink, if y'all drink sodas, what it say in there? High fructose corn syrup. Yep. High fructose yep. corn syrup. And it's genetically modified. It's genetically modified because it's a bug that attacks the corn, right? It's a it's a uh, worm that attacks the corn. So they took and came up with some poison that's already in the corn. So when that bug eat that corn and take like three or four bites, it die. So us eating that poisonous corn over 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to mess us up. Wow. That's why yeah. they allow it. Because if it don't kill you right then, oh, you fine, you fine. But let somebody say, I ate some ice cream or something. And started throwing up, had to go to the hospital and almost died. Where's going to be on the news everywhere? Hey, stop. Take that ice cream off the shelf. Somebody almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It comes yeah. down to their money. They can't, make, they can't make no money if somebody out there dying eating that stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But if it's tainted, and it, man, it's a big circle. We got to go right to the doctor and, you know, for some stuff that we ate. You know, but yeah, and you know, back in the day, look at our grandparents. Our grandparents lived longer than us. We yeah. supposed to live longer than our grandparents. We supposed to live longer than our parents. Some of our parents living longer than us. Yeah, you know and that's know, that's I know, wild. I know, I know, I know a lady that was eighteen and she had diabetes already. Man, yeah, that's that's wild. And, and, and what and that, you said, what you said about the grandparents living a long time, man, that's. That's real talk because, you know, just going back to the 1920s and 1930s, um, uh -huh. you see the, the elders, man, that our ancestors, they were living to be like 110, you know, yeah. and they were having big families, having 10, wow. 15, they, 20 they children. They, yep. drink and, water. And, they drink water out of the ground. And that's why they yeah, stopped they had the well. having well water. That's why yeah. they stopped us from having well water. Tomorrow, it's poisonous. It's contaminated all this. Not if your land uncontaminated. If your land uncontaminated, untouched, you ain't got to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? You got filters. The ground is a natural filter. All of that, you know. 
Oh, and I got yeah. straight eight cucumbers, y'all. Straight eight cucumbers. See, look at the variety. They still got the old school vegetables. You just got to go uh, under heirloom. Look under heirloom and organic vegetables. You know, or non-GMO vegetables. If you're looking for seeds. Oh, I got peppers already. Okay, I didn't even know that. But yeah, uh, and that's how we find what our grandparents used to eat. But we don't like to eat that. Why? Because it tastes funny. But it got more fiber and more nutrients that we need. It might not taste good to us, but it's good for you. What tastes good to you, it don't be good for you. Y'all know that. Like that's true. brown uh, crowder, like brown crowder peas. They probably yeah. ain't never heard of no brown crowder peas. Have you? Nah, nah, I don't recall that. Uh uh-uh. uh. And yeah, they they is uh see we eating black eyed peas now. Yeah, they, they good yeah. and all that. But man, if you eat some brown crowder peas, man, they uh-huh. they brown. They brown, right? Like 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 wheat, like like us. That's how they look uh-huh. brown. Man, but man, they so buttery and got a, a nutty taste, man. They're so good, man. Yeah. Boy, boy, boy. Yeah. But uh oh, and I got some grape vines. I got scuppernaw grape and mascadine. You know, the big the big black ones that we used yeah. to eat. They are the best because they got the most anthocyanins in it. They got the most anthocyanins. And uh, if you smoke, you need that. They kill free radicals in your bloodstream. Anthocyanins. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's why they drink that red wine, stuff like that. Yeah. They say it's good for your heart. Yeah, that's what they do. Anything with that red in it, like a red cabbage, any uh-huh. red, purple, red and purple fruit, like dark purple and all that, they, they the best for you. For your bloodstream, uh, because the different colors will tell you what what it got in it. Like uh, sweet potatoes, beta carotene. You know what I'm saying? The orange yeah. watermelon. They don't got liposin. The orange watermelon. You know what they got? What's that? Beta carotene. Okay. Because they yeah, the orange, that orange. If they got more beta carotene than the red watermelon with lip- liposine in it. You know what I'm saying? So the different yeah. colors, and it's it's more different colors in fruits and vegetables than we see at the grocery store, y'all. I'm talking about like, it might be a thousand varieties of watermelon, but we only know one or two. You yeah. Know, like, like the squash. We only know probably about two squash. The green squash, what they call, uh, what they call that, that thing that look like the crookneck squash, that green thing. Uh, uh. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It, it's, it's a squash, but it's green. Uh, yeah. I forgot the name of that thing. But it looked just like that crook, that yellow squash I just showed. And that's the only thing we uh-huh. see at the grocery store. People, people yeah. talking about, that's a squash. That, what's that white thing look like that? Yeah, that's what our grandparents yeah. used to eat. See, that's a squash. It's called uh-huh. a patty pan squash. See, it's more varieties out there. You know, we just got yeah. to find it. Like Cherokee purple tomatoes. They come from the Cherokee tribe. You know what I'm saying? Seeds that they didn't say through the wars and all that. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was a question from the chat. Somebody asked uh, Sister Kimberly, she asked if you could speak on places where we could get or order the heirloom seeds. Uh, I use I use Baker Creek. To be honest, that's the only one I know. Uh, just Google it. Google heirloom seeds. Uh, Heirloom vegetable seeds, and yeah. you a lot of them will pop up. But the one I currently use is, is Baker Creek. 
because they have uh they have more than what you see in the catalog they send you. Uh they got thousands of seeds. But uh yeah. Uh, okay, Baker's Creek. Yeah. Yep. Baker, and that, that squash Creek. you was talking about earlier, you was you talking about zucchini? Uh yep, yep. This zucchini, that's what it is. It ain't nothing but a uh a green squash. That's all it is. But that's the only thing we see at the grocery store. That's the only thing we know. Yeah. You know, so just like carrots. Right now, I got some purple carrots out here, y'all. Y'all ain't yeah. talking about purple carrot. What is a purple carrot? It is called uh -huh. a black, a black nebula carrot. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just pulled this up. It's a black nebula carrot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Go watch that thing go off right quick, but let's see. Can y'all see that color? Uh-huh. Yeah, we can see it. Yeah, purple. Yeah, that purple in there. Yeah. They taste just, oh. Yeah, see? They taste just yeah. like a regular carrot, but they purple. Yeah. And like I said, they have more anthocyanins in it. They better for you if you're a smoker. You know, uh, I smoke cigarettes and stuff. So that's why I grow a lot of purple uh, vegetables and fruits and eat them raw. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And, um, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, the mic was out. Um, yeah, so I didn't hear um if you um like could share like what, what type of livestock you have out there. Uh all my livestock, unfortunately, I ate up right now, man. Uh I do have a cow though. Uh I got a cow. His name Moo Moo. He's about nine months. He's probably about I say about six, seven hundred pounds. No, he back there in the cut. Yeah. Um, I, but I had, you but I had chickens, uh, turkeys, goats. Uh, yeah, chickens, turkeys, and goats. That's all I ever had. Do you use, um, like, for example, like the cow manure? Do you use that for fertilizer or no? No. Not currently, no. Could you no. tell me why? Uh, Would you mind sharing? Shoot. I just, I just don't right now. Uh because I'm just right now, I'm just piling it up for uh, earthworm. You know, I love to go fishing, and I ain't yeah. trying to buy no more worms, man. Uh, I went fishing yesterday and used the worms that I uh, that I uh, made, and I had a, I had a good time. I racked up, but uh, yeah, I just put all his manure in a pile. I pick it up because I don't have no uh, dawn beetles out here. Uh, I don't know if they native to this area or not. Uh, I haven't. Have I seen some? I might have seen some uh bugs in the in the in the in his doodle, but I don't know if it was a dawn beetle or not. But uh I have earthworms. And you know, when I, I let it sit out there for like three days and let the sun bake it, and when it get hard, I uh pick it up and scoop it up. But when I do that, there'll be a pile of earthworms in it because the worms come from from up uh under the ground and they feed on it. So that's how I catch and collect them. And I just put it in a pile, mix it with hay, and eventually, I, every now and then, I throw some grass clippings up there. But uh, yeah, I just got that in a big pile back there. I'm just using that for right now. But right now, I'm just using some organic fertilizer for my garden. 
because cow manure is good, but it really don't have any nutrients in it because it ain't nothing but grass. And the cow got four stomachs. That grass done passed through his stomach four times because he regurgitated and passed it back down. So, you know, all the nutrients that been pulled out of that, it's in his system. You know, it got a little bit of nutrients in it. Cow manure, what, is like 1%, 111, like 1% nitrogen, phosphorus, and uh, potassium. No, but uh, it does, uh, if you have sandy soil and you want to add some more, uh, like, compost and, you know, you want to fix your soil, cow manure work great. But uh, my soil right now is it's fine, you know, so I ain't, I ain't messing with it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, would you mind, I, do, um... I, do, I do sell it, though. I do sell it for people that do use it and they garden also okay. with the worms, with the earthworms and all that. So, you know, earthworms, they're good for your garden. They aerate yeah. the soil, all that good old stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. Um, uh, there was another question too, uh, where somebody was asking, uh, if you could speak on starting a small farm, like a greenhouse. Really, if okay. you if you could just share any any advice you you could have for people who maybe okay. growing you know in a small space, yeah, like a greenhouse, man, you can build a greenhouse for probably a hundred hundred fifty dollars. Uh, get you some PVC pipe, uh, probably about twelve feet. Get a twelve feet section in the store. Bend it into you and see how and see what the arch is. It's an arch, uh, too small. You had to get a connector piece and get two pieces, get like two eight pieces, put them together, and then build the arch. Uh, you'll probably need, depending on how big you need your greenhouse. Uh, you know, the panels cost more, but that's the cheapest greenhouse I know is a PVC panel greenhouse. And you can get some uh, plastic. Uh, it is. You might need like six mil, some thick, some thick greenhouse plastic, six mil, seven mil, nine mil. They don't come in. They come in eye sizes, one, three, five. So you probably need like some seven mil, some nine mil plastic. If you're in a windy area, uh, put it over the, put it over the greenhouse, uh, cut your little door out. You know, that's the cheapest greenhouse I know is a PVC greenhouse with the, with the mill, with the mill plastic. Uh, the next one would be uh, the little wooden or PVC greenhouse with the panels, but that'll be more expensive. But that will last you a lot longer, though, if you use the PVC panels. So uh, that's a, that's two greenhouses I know, and the greenhouses they usually keep it uh, around a season, a season hotter. Like, so in the wintertime, it might feel like fall in the greenhouse, you know, it'll keep it above freezing, like 20 degrees below, uh, 20 degrees above your outside temperature, you know, so you can get an early start and you can grow all the way through wintertime if you don't have a lot of land, a lot of space, uh, just make sure you put it in a very sunny area, uh, you staple it down good, because, you know, we get, if you're in a windy area, hurricane prone and all that. And yeah, that's about it. 
That's the two cheapest greenhouses I know. The PVC panel, the panel, panel greenhouse. You can go to Lowe's and find them panels. Those sheets are around $20 a piece and they're eight feet by eight feet. So for a nice size greenhouse, you probably need about 10 of them, 10, 12 of them. Plus the screws and the rest of the hardware, but it will last you years. Is there any um, crops you could think of that, that maybe people that are just starting to grow that, like, you know, help the soil, anything like that to help people get started? Uh, beans, they at night. See, uh, the, the main thing you want to do is if you can, at the end of your season, this turn whatever vegetables that you didn't grow, if they're not diseased, if they don't have a disease, turn them back over into the soil. You know, they when they break down, they'll add more nutrients to the soil. They'll add nit nitrogen and other trace minerals to the soil. And that will help your soil uh, hold more moisture, you know, as it breaks down. Okay, but all, 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 all vegetables are like beans. You don't need to add nitrogen to beans because beans actually pull nitrogen from the soil. You know, so after you pull the beans, rototill them back into the soil or whatever, chop them back into the soil, and dig your natural nitrogen right there. Natural nitrogen and all that, just like the tomatoes, they have a lot of potassium in it. You know, take those tomatoes that are not diseased, blend them right back into the soil and all that, or uh, you can that, uh, or you can uh, use cover crops in between seasons. You know, like buckwheat or clover. Clover is a good one. Uh, you know, it all it all depends on your area where you live at, uh, and the natural, the natural, the natural, uh, the natural uh, plants and stuff in your area. Yeah, should we stick to growing the stuff that's native? You know, to where we live at. Uh, no, not necessarily, because. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that can do well over a wide variety of uh, places. Uh, grow what you like, what's healthy for you, and just experiment. You never know what you like. Don't say, I don't like this. It looked funny. <laughs> you know, stuff like that what people be doing because, you know, you, you never know. You know, because we won't introduce to it. It was hid from us. You know? Uh, and just like you said, like, can you say your uh, grandfather seen the change? He seen the yeah. change where you couldn't grow certain vegetables and stuff anymore, and you had to yeah. grow this type of vegetable, and you had to grow that type of vegetable? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But what is medicine? They cut our medicine supply off. Can we speak about that now? Food is medicine. Okay. What can you share, like what you know or what you could use, you know, for 
you know, for your health. Okay. Improve your health. I don't mean to preach nothing, y'all, but listen. To all my Bible-believing people, it's all about obedience. Get you a strong concordance. We cannot eat whatever we want to eat because he gave us over 613 laws and statutes and stuff that we're supposed to abide by because we're special people, right? All people, okay. Can a koala bear and a uh, can a koala bear and a daggone polar bear eat the same thing? Definitely no. Nope. But both of them bears though, they can eat the same thing. They're supposed to be able to eat the same thing. But if you feed that <laughs> nah. polar bear, if you feed that polar bear, that koala die, that polar bear gonna die. It ain't got enough yeah. fat and stuff in it. So yeah, <laughs> everybody ain't the same. Speaking on that, like milk, we can't drink milk. Most of us, ninety percent of us, can't drink milk. We drink some milk, we go into the bathroom, right? Yeah, tell our stomach it, up, yep. it's coming out, right? Uh huh. The only milk that we supposed to drink is the milk that comes from our mamas, up to a certain amount of time. Yeah. So that go to show you that. We don't supposed to drink that. Now, other people can drink it with no problem. They ain't going to the bathroom, but that's a different people. We don't yeah. supposed to eat the same thing because we're not the same people. Yeah. Food is medicine. Uh, man, it boils down to this. Like I was saying earlier, we supposed to eat to heal ourselves and to get the nutrients so we can keep going, keep moving. That's sustenance. Uh, certain foods, they look good, they taste good, but they don't provide no nutrients, no nutri nutritional benefits for us. Uh, we just got to look into what we eat. If it's natural or not, because all plants not natural, just like them GMO plants. So we got to look at the variety of the plant that we eat. And when we go in the grocery store, even though it's collard greens and berries and apples, they look healthy. They supposed to be healthy. If they got that four digit up there, it start with a what nine, I believe, or if it's four digits, it already tell you it been sprayed with pesticide. But hold on. It was just a lawsuit on some pesticide company. Roundup. Because that Roundup, people were spraying that near their garden or in their garden, you know, to get rid of the weeds. And it caused them all types of cancer. What company make the chemicals that are sprayed on the crops they we eat today? Is it the same company? I think we need to research that. And I think y'all be astonished what y'all find. Uh, 
But yeah, food is medicine, like, for instance. I got I got a pine needle show I did with pine trees. Uh showing the benefits of the pine needle, the sap, you know, because uh that's how they make stuff like uh vapor rub, Vicks vapor rub. You know what I'm saying? And you get a cold, rub it on your chest. It's real powerful, smell like turpentine and all that. But it'll pull that cold out of you and get in your system and you know what I'm saying, work miracles and open you up. Uh, just like the first plant to pop up every spring is the dandelion, right? That's medicine. Take that, the whole thing, the roots, the flowers, the stem, everything, boil that down to a tea that's good for you, help you sleep, insomnia. Just look at the benefits of that. Google it. You don't believe me? Don't take my word for it. Google it. And uh, I don't even use Google. I got books in the house where uh, natural herb books. Like, I can go outside and get my book and identify the flowers and the bushes that's down here. All these. And then to tell me if it got nutritional benefits. You know, that's what the doctors used to use back in the days before they switched over. You know, uh, but yeah, like just like different vegetables have different vitamins and nutrients and minerals. Uh, we just got to find the one that's most potent to us. And we need that fiber, stuff with that fiber and stuff in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told my mama, I said, mama, I can get you out that uh, blood pressure medicine. Eat some grapefruit. You ain't got to take the medicine, right? My doctor told me don't eat no grapefruit. It'll drop my blood pressure too low. I said, well, if blood pressure pills make you feel bad, get in your system and all that, but a grapefruit is natural and it can drop your blood pressure, just tell them people you don't want to blood pressure pills no more. You're just going to eat a half of grapefruit every day to keep your blood pressure down. See? That's medicine. Why don't the doctors tell us that? Why they, you know, put us on these pills that's going to cause us more problems and side effects? Then just go ahead, hey, man, go home and eat a grapefruit. Keep your blood pressure down. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the same thing, man, with uh, a little plant called mullein. You know, got health benefits for colds, your respiratory tract, all of that. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, and not all weeds that y'all see in y'all garden are weeds. Some of those are actually herbs. Yep. And it's an app on your phone. You know that Google? When you go to Google, right, it's a little telephone. It's a little camera lens. If you match that camera lens, it'll pull up the Google uh, thing, and then you click a picture of the plant. It'll tell you exactly what that plant is and give you the nutrient, the nutrient benefits of that plant. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's an app I just found on the phone a couple of weeks ago. I like that. 
But uh, yeah, that's why we we supposed to eat to stay healthy, to uh, feel good, and to live like our grandparents did. You know, black beets. Uh, beets they red. What that help? Smokers. Uh, got anti-cancer fighting properties and stuff like that. But people don't like beets today, do they? No. But I bet you your grandparents love beets. You know, and that's why they stay healthy. You know, but us, we want to eat what tastes good. You know, if it tastes, no, it don't taste good to me. I don't want to eat that. No. And we don't know what we're missing out on. You know, we're yeah. missing out on our, our natural medicine. And we natural people. And this, yeah. you know. Yeah. And just with what you're sharing, these are things that that um our grandparents or great grandparents, great great grandparents used to know. And, and some of these people get those things out the garden. Like, like my mama, right? For instance, she always talking about boy. Back in the day, you get sick, my grandmama running in the woods, get this, boil it down, and next thing you know, you here. I'm like, Dad, that, that sounds good right there, mama. That I, I guess that's where I get it from. You know? But uh, some people just lose the connection, man. You know, some people just lose that connection. They get, we get comfortable. You know, we get comfortable with the, uh, uh, you know, you know, working our kids' lifestyle, and they making it easy for us. You know what I'm saying? They made they make making it easy for us, but you know, with everything, uh, you just got to look at the big picture, man. Don't lose track of, you know, who you are, uh, what you want to achieve in life. You know, your goals and dreams and aspirations, mm-hmm. and you know the best we want to provide for our family because we got to eat three times a day. Lunch, breakfast, dinner, all that good old stuff. And, you know, if I will, the food that we eating, you know, is making us sick and causing us to live shorter. That's a real, that's a real problem right now. So we got to go back to, you know, doing for ourselves, man, growing our own. You know, it don't take much. You know, you'll be surprised because most plants, if you find a variety like uh, indeterminate, it's called indeterminate and determinate. The tomatoes I got now, they got tomatoes on them. They are indeterminate variety. The Cherokee purple. They're going to produce until the frost hit them. So I got I got 45 plants of them. I got like 45 tomato plants. I can uh I can draw them. You know? I can draw them. I know that they're healthy and they ain't cause me no problem. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we can freeze our vegetables like squash, for instance. Like them squash, if you cut them up and freeze them and then you pull them out of the freezer, they'll be uh too much water come out they'll get soggy so what you do is you cook them first and then freeze them so when you throw them out they ain't soggy they good you good you know or you can cut them real thick 
That's why they be so thick in the grocery store, you know, but they still get soggy and leak a lot of water out because they ain't nothing but water, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of vegetables will produce all year round, you know, and if they don't produce all year until frost, you can stagger your season. You can grow them like three weeks apart. By the time that one getting ready and dying out, the next one that you grew is getting ready to feed your family. You know, it don't take it don't take much. And then you can try if you don't have a lot of space and you do have some ground space, you can try square foot gardening. That'd be real good for you right there. A square foot gardening. Because you can get a lot of crops. We hear you, Momo. You can get a lot of crops in a small area. You know, so square foot gardening. Uh, I got a couple books on that that I found a couple years ago. Uh, but And raised beds. Raised beds garden. You can also build some uh, flower beds. You can build flower beds, raised beds, and uh, pots if you don't have a lot of land space. But uh, sour sop. Sour sop is reportedly 10,000 more powerful times than chemotherapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's that's a tropical fruit, though. I mean, are yeah. you able to grow that? Like, where you at? You're in North Carolina? Man, I'm in North Carolina on the coast. Uh, I don't get below freezing. But with a hot house, a hoop house, a warm uh -huh. house, or a greenhouse, it don't ever hit freezing. You know, it's always around 70 degrees. So yeah. if you keep it at 70 degrees and above, I believe that sour sock can survive. Yeah. See what I'm saying? That's a fruit, so that's going to be growing on a tree. Got, yeah. yeah, or you get some lights, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, where is that? Oh, yeah, man, it's just a lot of... See, a lot of stuff that we don't know because we lost connection with it, man is that medicine just like it's like i'll tell you that that purple grape that wild grape that we used to eat that we used to walk around in the woods walk down the street and see the grapevine growing them big black grapes those uh -huh. are the best for us. those just like a soursop in the grape family wow they the best top of the best you can't get no better grape than that i don't care about wow. a wine table grapes none of that nothing has more and those signs than that grape right there. And anthocyanins have been proven to help fight cancer. Yeah. Yep. Man, that, that's that big black purple grape. Yeah. You yeah. ever heard of rhubarb? Yep. I got some. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have any rhubarb. Uh, I am growing rainbow shard. That's what I'm growing. Yeah, okay. rainbow shard. But yeah, I know what rhubarb is. I ain't, I ain't growing none of that. Yeah, yeah that's, man. That's something that grows a lot of up here. Uh, somebody asked too if cherry tomatoes are any good or is that something created? Uh, cherry tomatoes are the best according to uh, the late Dr. Sebi, I believe. But uh, yes, because you know, the vegetables, man, from thousands of years ago, 
or a couple hundreds of years ago don't even look like the vegetables that we eat today. Like a watermelon. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, that watermelon, man, we wouldn't even want to eat that watermelon because it wasn't nothing but a bunch of seeds that had very little flesh. But yeah. today, we did a good we did a good job on the watermelon, you know, because it's it got a lot of water nutrients in it, and that you know that water, that's like a, a a diuretic. That's good for us. That watermelon juice, that watermelon, is one of the best for us, you know, and it got them big black seeds in it. I swallowed the seeds and all. Yeah. Yep. And, I swallowed and, the seeds and, and all. What about the, what about the seedless watermelons though? Because a lot of people, man, they have a hard listen, time finding the seeded ones. Listen, y'all. If y'all need seeded watermelon, uh, okay, first thing you need to do is Google like a hardware farmer store in your area, like the closest hardware old school farmer store. Uh, like that and then say you got like a agriculture supply if y'all got an agriculture supply go in there and see if they got them uh those seeds and you can tell uh that they seeded because you know of the variety that they'll be and they'll have the big black seeds but if you can't find none there uh, try your local Walmart and Lowe's like that. You know, see, they're going to be a little high. You might pay $3 for 10 seeds, but, you know, it'll be worth it because you can dedicate one vegetable or all the vegetables and save your seeds. So next year, you ain't got to buy no more. You got your own. So it'll be worth it in the end. Uh, but if not, you'll have to... Morris Ferry, Ferry Morris. That's another seed uh, guy that has all of the, I mean, all of the uh, seeds, like anything you can think of. They have the nine GMO seeds. So, like, they, if you're looking for a sugar baby watermelon or a Jubilee, or Charleston Gray, they got them. You know, it's called Ferris Morris or Morris Ferris. One of them. Uh, there's a seed bank, but I think they just do it by the pound. Oh, try your local greenhouse. That's where you go at. Go to the greenhouse, y'all. Yes, uh, that's what I use. Uh, if you ain't if you ain't got no farmer, my cousin, I used to get all my vegetables from him, but he stopped farming. He got old. And then uh, I used to get the seeds uh, by the pound, uh, but it costs, the seeds might cost you uh, 20 30 about $50 a pound, but you might get a million plus seeds. So, uh, but go to the greenhouse. Your local greenhouse should have all the seeds that you need. Uh, yeah, just tell them you need vegetable seeds. And they should hook you up with the same seeds I'm trying to hook you up with. Ferris Morris or Morris Ferris. And tell them that you need 
But you ain't got to tell them because uh, most of the seeds in there, they're going to come back and produce because they don't have no uh, GMO seeds. Nobody don't carry them but the uh, but the big but the big agricultural people. You know, if you need a seedless watermelon or something, you got to go back to them to buy it. So everybody else, the little men, the little stores and stuff, they got them. The local greenhouse. Yep. That should be it. But if your local greenhouse don't got what you're looking for, uh, Ferris Morris and Ferris Morris, Baker Creek, and a couple other ones you can Google. I don't know the name of them uh, off the top of my head right now. Okay, appreciate that, man. And um, isn't we have another question too? Just asking, like, how do you store the seeds for the next season? Okay, me personally, I use mason jars. I use little small mason jars, uh, and I keep them in my barn. I keep them in my barn over the uh, winter time and all that. And I use mason jars because uh, I had them in the barn one year, and it rained in there, and all my seeds were left in the little plastic, the little brown, you know, the paper that they give you, the paper seed pack. And they were ruined. So from now on, I put all mine in jars. But you can keep them in, uh, you can keep them in basically anything. But the safest thing to me would be uh, some mason jars or a Tupperware container. Or, yeah, just take, like, you can keep them in the pack, right? All the seeds in the pack and get you a big pickle jar and put them all in the pickle jar. That'll work. So you can know where they're at and you can have all the seeds in one place. You ain't got to be running around looking for them. You know, take all of them, stuff them in a pickle jar inside the original pack so you'll know what everything is. So that'll be the easiest for y'all new growers. Appreciate that. But you want to keep the seeds cool and dry. You don't want to let no moisture get to them because some moisture get to them, they might sprout in the pack and you don't want that so once you finish with them, put them in an airtight container, put them, you know, under the cup board in the kitchen for next season. All right. The gratitude, brother. And um, for people that's just starting out growing, man, you have any other tips? You know? Yeah, uh, man. Uh, amend your soil. You know, like, add natural things to your soil, like, uh, compost, you know, kitchen scraps. Uh, if you go fishing, you can bury the fish in the garden. You know, uh, that's fish fertilizer. That's good. Uh, especially tomatoes. They they do good on that fish. You can bury, you can bury, bury that fish and then plant your tomatoes right over top of them. I did that last year, man. That, it did, it did. My tomatoes great. Uh, my tomatoes got like six feet tall. But, uh, yeah, amend your soil with natural ingredients, uh, kelp. Uh, some people use blood meal, uh, you know, all that good old stuff. Uh, chicken manure. But if you using, if you got chickens and you want to use manure, let that manure sit for six months and turn it. Don't even touch it. Do not put it in your garden because chicken manure is hot. It will burn your plants. If you got cows, you can wait a month and put that manure in, in the garden 
and it won't burn it because the manure already been broken down by the cow's stomach four times. You know, it ain't it ain't hot. You know, but if you got chickens and birds, you know, do not use that manure in the garden because it still it still has active live bacteria, worms that is not beneficial to you or your garden. And so that's why you got to let the heat and that break down naturally. Uh, yeah, just add natural stuff to it. Uh, start a compost pile, you know, somewhere in the back, you know, turn that once a week, uh, something like that. You know, look up compost ideas. Some people use compost bins. Uh, but me, I just pile mine up and keep it turned. Uh, if you're in an area that has rabbits and deers, put you a fence up immediately. Uh, see, see, I, I put me a fence up, but the only reason I did that is for to keep Moo Moo my cow in. But I got my dogs, you know, that come out here at night and protect my garden from deers. Because about five years ago, I had some pretty watermelons. Man, I know I had about 70 watermelons. I said, yeah, y'all looking good. I'm going to come out here and get y'all in a couple of days. A couple of days go by. I come out here to get my watermelons. And y'all know what? It's a hole in every one of them. I thought somebody was jealous. I said, man, somebody that came out here and knocked a hole in my daggone watermelon. They mad because my garden look good. And I'm doing this and that. Man, I ran in the house. Told my mama. Uh, my mama friend said, man. Somebody done bust a hole in my watermelons, man. And all of them, man. They hating. Let's go get them. You like, man, uh, well, you need to go get them deers. I mean, what are you talking about, deer? He said, it's a hole in the middle of all of them. I said, yeah. He said, man, won't nobody but the deers that ate them hearts out. He said, they were ready. The deers smelt it. And the deers came and had a buffet in your garden. So rabbits, deers, they will, uh, chipmunks and what's some bear run thing, uh, groundhog. If you got them in your uh, area, you want fence. Uh, I don't know about. I don't know how y'all gonna defeat them groundhogs. Y'all don't add no poison because that can end up in your garden and still contaminating the insects and still getting in your garden. So if you got groundhogs, you might have to trap them. But uh, yeah, other than that, just try to add natural ingredients to it. Start all your compost. If you don't have an animal like a cow, take all your uh, vegetable clippings like pills and you know chopped up uh, stuff that you use out of the uh, kitchen. Make sure it's yours now because if it came from the grocery store and it got chemicals in it, and you use that in a compost pile, and you put it in your garden, it will leach chemicals into your garden. So we want to use everything from, from our garden back into our garden. You know, if it's coming from an outside source and you ain't sure it's organic, don't use it because it can end up still taking you at the end. And I know it's going to be hard, you know, uh, to stop right at once, but, you know, you can do it eventually. You know, you can do it eventually. But, uh, and also, uh, it's some um, organic fertilizer called Epsoma. That's what I'm using now. And that's what I'm sprinkling out throughout my garden. Uh, 
It has a little bit of everything in it. You can use black cow manure. Uh, you can use wood chips, uh, straw. You can use a lot of stuff. Uh, but just make sure it's organic and it ain't too big. Yeah, got to be careful with that yeah. straw too. Yeah. Make sure yeah. it didn't get sprayed. Yeah, that's about yeah, that's about it. Just make sure it's uh shredded and it can it can it can break down easy. Because what we want to do is we want to add layers. You know, that straw and all that stuff will break down. That's compost. And once it breaks down, it'll add nutrients to the soil. And we just keep doing that. You know, and that's uh and that's actually better than tilling what I do, because you know, I disturb the soil, air it out destroy bacteria good and bad bacteria and all that but uh just layering it like that you know once you get it to a certain point like pots for instance if you're growing in pots you're gonna have to keep uh you have to keep amending your soil with these type of things because uh every time you water you leach soil you leach nutrients out and the plant that's in the pot it uses a lot of nutrients you know it eats so you can have to add some in there around every week. So uh, also, like, say you got some vegetables, for instance, like some organic bananas, uh, some stems. You can take that, chop it up, add it to your water, sit it in the sun for like two, three days, and you'll see a color change. And you can take that and use it in your garden. That's a natural fertilizer. Uh yeah, that's what that's what we want to do. Uh, you know, just add. But for a beginner, uh, black cow compost would be the best for y'all. Uh, yeah, black cow compost. Uh, and just a little light soil. Like uh, I use potting soil because it's light and airy, and my seeds can pop through. Uh, I don't like using garden soil because that garden soil is too big. That garden soil be having like huge chunks of of wood in it. But uh, that would be also a good thing for uh, gardeners though to add to to they uh, to they garden, like that garden soil with the different chunks in it, like with the with the mulch, uh, with the spag the peat moss, sphagnum moss, and all that. That'll be a good add that and some cow manure. That'll do y'all garden good. You know, you just want to keep layering that every every so often. Because the soil is alive and your plants do pull up nutrients so out of the ground and the ground do get depleted. So we just want to add something back to it. You know, so and get you a pH tester, a soil meter, and all that, because what that'll do is tell you what your soil needs. Say you ain't growing them, but uh, you just want to grow tomatoes. Tomatoes got to be around 6.5 pH. And you go test your soil, and it's 5.5. You got to bring it up some. So that soil test or that pH meter, it'll tell you how to do that. It'll tell you you may need to add some lime to your soil, or you may need to add this to your soil. So, And that'll help get your soil on track. You know. Uh, lime, calcium, 
all that good old stuff. It's it's a host of variety of everything. Uh, but what we do not want to use is rock phosphate. Uh, I know people love they 10, 10, 10, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. That 10, 10, 10, that white phosphate or the junk that look like a uh, fish, the stuff to be at the bottom of the fish aquarium with all them colors in it, The you know, we can't, it's, it's poisonous. Straight, I'm going to just say it like that, straight poison. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not organic. And look at the back of your product and see if it has a a warning. Uh, uh, what is it? CA95 warning. Uh, what the name is? It's a warning. I think it's a California 95 warning. And that means, without a doubt, that this product will cause cancer. If you look at the back of the uh, certain fertilizer and stuff, it'll say, I think it's N95. What is it? Oh, I can't think right now. P95, N95, something, N95, something like that. It got a number. It got a letter and some numbers behind it. And then when you look it up, it'll say this product is known in California to cause cancer. So we don't want to use none of that. So that's why we got to read everything. Uh, yeah, we just got to read it. Make sure it's organic. Make sure that uh, it's going to do our garden good. And less is best. You don't want to add too much. Because if you add too much, you can't take none out. You can't take that fertilizer back out once you uh, put it down. You know, but you can add some more to it if you don't put enough. So less is best. And uh, like I was saying earlier, man, before I forget, we need those brown foods, y'all. Those foods, food is medicine. We need those brown foods like you got diabetes, they'll tell you. Don't eat no white bread. Don't eat no white rice. Don't eat no noodles. You know, uh, don't eat no white potatoes. Eat sweet potatoes. Eat brown, whole wheat bread. So we supposed to be eating that from the start. I know people don't like the taste of it, but it's the best. I don't even eat uh, brown rice. I eat black rice. <laughs> yes, my rice is black. It's, it's a form of wild rice. You know, rice from... Way back then, if you know what that wild rice looked like, yeah. that's exactly how my rice looked, but it's black. You know what I'm saying? It's big black kernels, all black. So, yeah, it looked just like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, the doctor tell you, man, don't eat no white bread. Call. They take the nutrients out. And then put the same nutrients out that they just, they take the nutrients out and then put the same nutrients back in that they just took out. Yeah. Yeah, but you, but you taking that color out? What you take that color out for? That color we need that. Uh -huh. That fiber we need that. Yeah, that little bit of fiber it do great for our body. It do it work miracle. I don't feel like breaking down the science. Cause I be talking for thirty more hours. But yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, what we ingest it actually give us energy. You know, 
That's like the sun give us energy, all that good old stuff. Our food give us energy, you know. So that's like that's like certain seasons. Like now, I'm eating mostly vegetables and salads and stuff, you know. Some people tell me, hey man, you want some soup? No, man, this is not the time for soup. I don't want no soup. I want fresh salads and vegetables and fruits. This is what time it is. Look, springtime. Come on now. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense too. Yeah. And so like, yeah, the soups, you know, that's like when it's winter time. But yeah, man, yeah. I, I just yeah, I want to say thank you for sharing, bro. You, you shared a lot in this video. Welcome, yeah, and a lot of advice. Any more questions, man. Go ahead and shoot them now. No, y'all, I can't think now. I want to talk about a lot of stuff, but I can't even think now. I'm my first time on TV, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah yeah so um just once again man i want to thank you just say gratitude shared a lot and i'm sure everybody's learning from here um just want to thank you for your time and um you know maybe hopefully in the future we could do this again i appreciate you i want to remind everybody too though before we close out you know to um go check out this brother on social media his links are in the description make sure you go everybody go and subscribe now go go and subscribe to the brother's youtube he's already got some videos on there just um showing what he's doing so it's not like yeah. like in this age oh, with the influencers you know you got people that's telling people to do stuff that they don't even live off of you know yeah. but the brother's just sharing what he's actually doing and um so make sure you go over there to the youtube channel the links in the description if you're listening to this on the audio uh version of the podcast the link is in the description or you could just look up farmer al that's a l farmer al on youtube and so there's several videos on there already um you do you make videos on a regular basis or just you know, uh, like no i got another one probably coming up uh, in around another uh two weeks because i just planted like 300 cabbage collard plants so i'm gonna talk about that and I still got uh, let me go over here. I still got to plant some more stuff, man. I ain't even through planting, y'all. I'm gonna do a, uh another video about planting in June, but you can plant in the summertime because you know some. I just went and did a job for a lady today, and she told me, "Oh, I can't plant summer over with." I said, "Man, it ain't even summer yet." I said, "You still got daggone six, seven daggone eight months, you know, worth of good weather to uh plant." So I got to put this basil down. I got some basil. I got some, oh, dad. I got some uh, blue pumpkins. They're called Jaradelli pumpkins, y'all. And they blue. Okay. I got some yellow crookneck squash. I got Georgia collards dropping down. Uh, what it is? Some more squash. Uh, some rutabagas. I'm doing some rutabagas for the fall. Uh, I'm growing a giant pumpkin. I grew a 100-pound pumpkin last year. This year, I got some giant Atlantic pumpkins, y'all. They reach 2,000 pounds. Uh, tomorrow, wow. I'm going to get my soil and stuff right. I'm going to dig a big hole. I'm going to put all my nutrients in it. I already got the whole giant Atlantic uh, pumpkin sprouts. They ready to go in the ground, y'all. So I'm putting them right <laughs> in the sunlight. And yeah. hopefully, if it get 2,000 pounds, I don't even know how I'm going to get it to the fair. I might have to rent a U-Haul truck or something, but we're going to get it there. I'm coming to the yeah. fair this year, baby. I'm trying to bust their head open. They can't see me. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, Man, I got bell peppers. I got oh, some more lettuce. Some more. What is this? Oh, some kind of squash. Oh, I'm lost. I don't know. I forgot the name of that, but I'm gonna plant it anyway. See what it is when it pop up. But yeah, I, I still got some more planting videos to come up. You know, I still got to plant some sunflower seeds and all that good old stuff, man. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking no. and they can't even hear. So make sure everybody go make sure you subscribe to the brother on YouTube. Um, Like I said, he's showing what he's actually doing. So he's just sharing what he's doing, not just talking about stuff. And, um, you know, we can all learn from this. So make sure you uh subscribe and then also share the uh, brother's channel, too, as well. So that more people yeah. can be learning and uh, just. Uh, it looks like it is a question up here for you. Somebody's asking if you ever use hog manure for your garden. Uh, no. Uh, my granddaddy used to raise hogs, but ever since I grew up, I stopped eating pork like 25 years ago. So I do not use hog manure. Uh, and I wouldn't advise you to neither because when you spray hog manure, that's where most of that listeria come from on them hog farms, if I'm not mistaken. Just uh, Google that. Hog manure, waste on crops, uh, a certain disease will pop out. If you do use hog manure, man, you can have to do it just like that chicken manure. You might have to uh, compost that for a year because it's so toxic. Because that hog don't have number one vein and everything that he eat come out and it's going to be in his poop. So it's going to be toxic. So... Just think about that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Gratitude and I for sharing that. Another, that's why we start another channel too, y'all. Uh, call uh, from felon to business owner because I am a felon. Uh, but I started my own business uh, because, you know, a lot of us, you know, do make mistakes. And when we get back out, we try to better ourselves and we don't get the opportunity. They still look down on us. They still hold it over our head. So I was uh, supposed to be starting another channel to show other young men and women who get out and change their ways and have a positive attitude and outlook on life that they can start their own business with $500 or less and go from there. Amen, brother. That's beautiful. Um. When you yep. do, make sure you uh, share the link with me and I'll put it in this video description because people are going to be watching this video, you know, later on, yep. you know, so, you know, we, we can share that so people can um, come back to the video and they can get that and um, follow you on there. So um, this this is wonderful. Um, like this brother sharing his experience. So there's nothing better than that. I mean, you know, um, you have people that's talking about stuff that they're not actually doing. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm also a public speaker for North Carolina re-entry. That, that's a program that we got for felons that's re-entering back into the society. And I go, go speak to them from time and a little form and, you know, then change my life and positive and don't work for nobody but myself. But, you know, after I go in there and 
give them a little speech and you know they find out and they they amazed and they uh it get them it get them positive uh outlook man and it show them that if they really want to do it they can do it too you know we just here to change people's lives and do better that's all we're here for and you know it really helps to um see somebody who looked like they could be in my family you know who's <laughs> you know doing what you're doing and, and just you know actually doing it you know growing growing yeah. your food having your land and stuff like that and then raising the animals too because you know it's yeah. like i mean like we think about these things sometimes you know and, and you know, so it's it's even more powerful to see somebody listen, doing it, being able to listen, see that. Listen, people ran away from the farm. That's not the thing to do. Run back to the farm. Yes, it's boring. But everything, I mean, everything comes from the farm, man. Look, I crochet. I ain't got to buy no clothes for nobody. My grandmama taught me how to sew. I can make blankets, hats, coats, pants, everything. Just give me the fabric. I put my own design on it, right? Yeah. I can cook. I can grow. Got a roof over my head. House almost paid for. You know what I'm saying? We chasing down behind these other things. A lot of us that ran, sold, sold our farm. For what? We sell the farm, sell the land. Now, we paying rent, paying land taxes to somebody else. And when the rent go up after a pandemic, like COVID or something, hey, rent $500. Now people panic. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. Yeah. Y'all sold y'all stuff that you did have. Land ain't, look, take three, $4,000, get you a piece of land, half an acre, acre, man, and turn it, you know, it don't take much. Go downtown, look on the wall, right? Somebody ain't paid their taxes. You might find three, four acres, five, six thousand dollars, because somebody ain't pay their taxes. They got behind, or grandmama died, and nobody don't want the house, and ain't nobody gonna pay the taxes, and it's gonna go back to the state, and then the state take. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yep. But that's yeah. what we, but that's what we ran away from, man. And that's why we might been, uh, they might say we were poor because we ain't have a lot of cash, we ain't have a lot of uh flashy stuff. But what, but what is that big flashy house, that big car, that nice acre and a half land? I'd rather have that. You know, I'd rather have this. You know what I'm saying? Got my, we got our little 10 acres, growing our own food, and all the neighbors, family, you know. Ain't got the big house, $400,000, $500,000 house. But I do have my piece of mind. You know what I'm saying? I can go out in the backyard pick my vegetables and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. Look at all that money that we pay these people in rent a year, plus the utilities. You know? So, what the land paid for. Once the house paid for, this year or next year, what I'm going to do is disconnect from the light bill people and do solar. You know what I'm saying? Everything is a step, y'all. And then, once I do that, ain't no bills here because the house paid for, the land paid for. I'm pulling my lights, electricity from the sky, from the solar because the sun shine. I lay this to my kids. Now, my kids ain't got no burden. They ain't got to worry about the rent going up or paying a mortgage. 
or paying a light bill. See what I'm saying? That's what we got to get back to, y'all. We we chasing the wrong thing, man. You know, a lot of us chasing the wrong thing. You know, so yeah, yeah. And I think people people can see that because, yeah. like, with the prices increasing for everything, yeah, everything, everything. going up. Everything, it's, man. It's like, how else are we going to survive? We need to it's be the, able to do listen, for ourselves. The food. We have the food to do it now. Is main, that food is that main bill. Yeah. Come on now. Especially if you got a big family. You got four, five kids, three, four kids. You got a husband. You got the wife. Y'all got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That food is oh, a yeah. deal. Come on now. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's the main you, bill. You just described yeah. us, man. We, we got five children over here. It's like, yeah. come on. Everything's going grow, up. Hey, if you can grow half of the vegetables, not even half, if you can grow half the vegetables for your family every year, let's say y'all a lot of money, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it probably cost you $100, man, to grow the vegetables for your family for all year. Wow. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah we people, won't have any people, choice. Now nah, people stop. They, they don't want to put in that you work. Do you know what I'm saying? They, they don't want to put in that work because, uh, yeah, that, that, that takes some work. That takes work. Yeah. Now, I, I, you know, three, four hours a day. But if I can work hard for somebody else for $10, $12 an hour, uh-huh. I can work hard for myself and benefit free food for more than $10, $12 an hour. I ain't gotta oh, go yeah. to the grocery store for no cabbage collards, no potatoes, no squash, no tomatoes, no corn, none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basil, the herbs and stuff over there, cucumbers coming up, lettuce down there, carrots out there. Yeah, it take a little work, but if we got a family, we can teach our family and pull together at the same time because. Yes. Man, my granddaddy fed his family and the whole road when the uh depression hit back in the day. Wow. Out yeah. this 10 acres. Yep. So it can be done. It take a little work, but we just got to go back to pulling, pulling back with each other, man. And like somebody was saying, we can trade. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to grow all the same thing. You know what I'm saying? If he the potato man, he the collard man, he the watermelon man, she the yeah. peach lady. You know what I'm saying? She the apple lady. All us can come together and switch out. Hey, man, let me get some of them potatoes. i give you some of these apples. Hey, man, I got yeah. these chickens over here. You know, Al got them cows. Al got them chickens and stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? We we got we to gotta go back to that. Bartering. Trading. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and we all can about do that. Money, look, when that money fell, what we going to have to do? Yeah, we're going to have to make way. We got to do it anyway. Yeah. And look, and that's, we, well, what you described, we could do that without even having a lot of land. Yeah, because that's what that's what our grandparents were doing. The ones that eventually went into the city, that left the land. Yep. That's what they were doing because they they was coming, they was having their gardens, and they was just trading with their yep. neighbors. And, yeah, and they bought it and with them. Those of us yep. who's older, like you know, I'm I'm forty over forty forty three. We saw that as children because we go to the grandparents' house. We go in the in the garden backyard. in the backyard, yep. and then go to the neighbor. Go over there, pick some, you know, some stuff, and out of their garden, <laughs> you know, and it, it, that's how they used to do. And we could do that now. 
You know? Yes, y'all. The time, the time is now, man. And plus, it'll teach our kids at the same time. Man, a lot of these kids don't know where the food come from. They think it's it, a grocery store like that. You know, they don't, we don't lost connection with, we don't lost our touch with nature, everything, man. You know, because yeah. like I said, everything comes from the farm, man. Your food, your shelter. Come on now, you go back to the farm. Yes, boy, but you got everything right there on the farm. Ain't nobody bothering you. We ain't got to worry about no police. None of that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Police yeah I'm come glad out you here. said that. Look, police um, come out here. I say, hey, stop. Don't cross that line. It's private property, sir. Don't mean no harm <laughs> in them. Ain't nobody call you. You What you doing out here? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know, ain't got to worry about none of that, man. Just peace. That's all we want to do is live in peace, provide for our family, have a good time. You know? Yeah. Yep. And look, um, I'm glad you said that too, because like uh with with just knowing where your food's coming from, is like you said with the children, they they don't even know because they yeah. we're so look, disconnected. I, I asked somebody uh something right it's tomorrow. Something I said, uh you ain't know that grits was corn. It's tomorrow. Corn like corn on the cob. That's what grits is. I said, yeah, that's all grits is. You dry the corn, you grind it. You know, that's what that's what grits is, you know. I said, that's all uh, meal is, too. Talk meal. I said, yes, yeah, corn meal. It's the same daggone grits, but they just take that and grind the grits even further into a fine powder. It's all the same. I'm like, oh, for real? I'm like, oh, Lord. What in the world? Y'all ain't know that? I'm like, God. Yeah. Yeah. So little, little stuff like that, man, that they, that they didn't know. Like, yeah, ain't know this come from this. And then I had to go break down the whole cycle. Look, this come from this. This is this. This is this. Just in a different form, y'all. I'm like, what? So, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. And, and those are the basics that, that we need to know, especially when we're putting it into our body. Um, One last thing that I wanted to ask you, um, just about, like, me, like, um, for example, like the chicken, because you know you, you had okay. a video where you defeathering and everything. Like, how often do you eat chicken and you know other meat? Like, do you only eat the stuff that you grew so you know where it came from, or do you get from like no, eating man, out I, and stuff? I rarely eat out, man. Uh, like I said, I ain't got no chicken right now. I think I got one chicken in there that I grew left. Uh, I'm in the process of stacking up. I want. I wasn't. I was I ain't. I ain't look along these chicken prices, cause you know eggs and all that went up. Now these people running around talking about they want twenty, twenty five dollars for a chicken. I ain't paying them yeah. twenty, twenty five dollars for no chicken. I start eating chicken before I pay twenty, twenty five dollars for a chicken. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still got two dozen of eggs in there right now. I ain't had no daggone chickens in three months. Yeah, yeah. And that tell you how many eggs I had. For when I did uh-huh. have chicken, I still I still got eggs. Three months later, I'm down to the last what two dozen. So, but I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to go to a hatchery and get some. But yes, that's the only chickens I was eating was the chickens that I was growing because I know uh, I done worked in chicken farms and man, once you work in a chicken farm or a chicken factory, and if you work in a chicken farm and you see what they fed to the chickens and all that, and you wouldn't want no more damn chicken, uh, because 
even the people that grow them chickens for 15, 20 years, they can't even eat them chickens no more. They'll get sick. They'll get sick from eating them chickens. Yep. So that tell you something. You know what I'm saying? Late time, I I done ate so many of them chickens that I can't eat no more. I get sick. Like, what you mean? Like, you know, just you good, so you know, you got the real regular chickens, you good, you just keep continue to eat them. I'm like, I already know, but but yeah, uh as far as the meat, I ain't ate no beef. My mama tried to give me some stew beef the other day. I thought about it. I can't do it. It seemed like, y'all, once I find out what they doing to the food or it's tainted, I don't care how hungry I am, I think about eating that food, it'll pop back up in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Don't eat that. It might have that jab in it. You know what I'm saying? So I can't do it. You know, I'm eating straight vegetables. Now my mama looking at me like I'm strange because she's been cooking all month and I've been eating nothing but vegetables, y'all. She looking at me like, yeah. what? What's wrong with you? I'm like, mama, I'm sorry, baby. This food ain't right. I'm going triple time. I said, I'm going triple time. I'm trying to go all the way over there. It's another acre and a half over there. I want to put vegetables and stuff on. But my yeah. dad gonna tell her broke down on me, man. So I don't I don't I don't work so much out here with Matilla, I done broke it down, but I'm about to go get another one next week sometime. So Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, I ain't I ain't being funny or nothing, but yeah, I'd probably be eating uh vegetables probably for the next uh couple years or something, man, because I might eat go out every now and then and get something, but it ain't no everyday thing. Uh, yeah, I love vegetables. I can eat them raw, cooked, but I want to be here as long as possible. I love myself, and I don't like putting no foreign entities into my body and stuff like that. So I can't. Uh, and, I don't. And I don't you want to be healthy. Anything. You yeah, want to be exactly. healthy and strong while you're. Yeah, I want to be healthy. Older. And I already know what they doing to the food and the stuff they putting in it, and especially the hamburger. Uh, that hamburger, y'all. Twenty-five percent of your hamburger might not be hamburger. It might be uh, how can I say it? Uh, feces. Yeah, Google that. Yeah, real Google that. How much of my hamburger is feces? If you ever smelt some hamburger that you took out of a pack and a roll and you got a little and you like, it smell like it probably was, to be honest. Just Google it. If you don't believe me, Google that. A guy smelt some hamburger, right? It smelled like something. What in the world? I said something ain't right. I don't like this hamburger. Because as a matter of fact, the hamburger that we get in the grocery stores don't even look like hamburger. Because it was a warehouse uh, about probably about five, six years ago that I used to go to. It was a Muslim brother. Uh, I was just getting out of prison, uh, you know, uh, got hooked up with the brothers in prison and stuff. Uh, but that food, halal, and the way they kill it and what they eat, man, it can't get no better because cow, he was a live cow out there. And, you know, they did what they did and put it off and all that. And he talking about, I said, man, I need some hamburger. He talking about, well, what part you want? 
I said, what part? What did you, he got the whole cow hanging on the horn there. You want this part to be cut up and turned into hamburger? You want this part? He cut into like whole steaks and the whole cow. I'm like, yeah. you don't you don't use no pieces? He like, no, nah, man, this is halal. This is halal. We don't do that grocery store. So he like, I got you. So he did what he did and came out. Man, that hamburger was so red. That hamburger was so red. I'm like, man, what is this? He said, this hamburger, hamburger. I said, man, this hamburger too red. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah. he said, oh, look. He said, this ain't no scraps, man. He said, I took the whole cow, man. I went in there, took the cow leg, the shoulder, whatever, and chopped it. You know, and then I chopped the whole leg up. I ain't put no fat in it. It ain't no, yeah. uh, it ain't no scraps. He said, that's why it's so red, because it's all meat. Yeah. And I said, oh, man, I went home and ate that hamburger. Man, it was the best hamburger I had, man. <laughs> best hamburger I had. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Because it, it was it was fresh and he killed it right. It let the blood drain. They you know, they, they grew their own own grass and they had no chemicals, all that good old stuff. And it, he they just, you know, cut cut it off, you know, and you know, it won't no you know, it won't no uh no waste. Like the hamburger that we get, it ain't nothing but waste. Scraps from the uh cow that's been already broke down, the parts that they don't use. So yeah. it could be that little white, the little white chunks in the hamburger, that might be bone tended. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pieces of bone. That little, little white hard chunks that we can't, that we might bite, uh -huh. be eating hamburger. Like, what is this? And pull out this yeah. little piece of white thing. It's a bone yeah. tendon of a bone. They chopped all that up. Come on now. Yeah, bones and cartilage, all that. Yeah, it's all so, that good old stuff. So, you yeah. know, if I think if we, um, if we slaughtered our own animals. We would definitely like probably everybody here would be eating meat a lot less, you know, for those that do eat meat, just yeah. just because of the work and just you know it it's yeah. just more than likely you know people who who do um like only eat the meat that they um slaughter themselves they they more than likely they're not eating chicken wings every day, you no. know, they just no. not because it just no. it don't make any sense, no. and you know no, man. It's, it's it's just. It's just like a, a little extra on the plate, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I eat a lot of vegetables. Uh, like when I had my chicken, it was just a little extra on the plate, you know. Uh, but my turkeys, that turkey barbecue on the grill, oh yeah. man, yeah, I used to love them, man. Man, and it's it it just listen. If you ain't never grew your own food, man, and raised it off the ground and let it eat the grass that God provide out there and use no chemicals. And then you slaughter it the right, right way and soak it out. And then you eat it and thank God, man, it tastes so good. It, man, you'll never want to. It don't eat. Look, I can kill. I think on the video, I killed that chicken. I put my nose up to it. Yeah. I couldn't even smell nothing. Yeah. Couldn't even smell nothing. It ain't had no smell. Uh -huh. You know how we get a pack of chicken and we open it up and we smell that, that smell? Yeah. Yeah. It, it don't smells nasty. smell like that. Yeah, it yeah. don't supposed to have no smell, man. That fresh meat don't supposed to have no smell. I do my turkeys the same way. I, I slaughter my turkey, cut them open, put my nose right up to it. Can't smell nothing. It ain't got no smell. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to smell. Like water. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep, so but, we, uh, we yeah, definitely not getting that from the from the um nope. grocery store. Yeah. Nah. And um because the turkeys that the turkeys that we get from Thanksgiving, y'all. They might be a year old. They might froze them up to a year. Wow. And that's why last year, 
some of them turkeys that people were throwing out were already rotten. Wow. If you had got one of them rotten turkeys last year, or you seen it on the news about them turkeys last year, Thanksgiving, people were getting in there rotten. You can Google that. That's because, like, they done started slaughtering turkeys in January for the sale during November, like right now. Because they can't grow enough in one month and slaughter in one month and then feed to the daggone world population. They just can't do it. Yeah. Man, that's wild. They're just like some of the foods that we eat and drinks and sodas that might have been sitting in the shelf or them white potatoes might have been sitting in that gas chamber for a whole eight months before we get them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's wild. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, it, yeah, nothing's supposed to last that long before we eat it. Right. Yeah, that's right. amazing. Yeah. And, the well, and, and, and one last question, too, um, about the eggs. You just mentioned you the last time um, you had the chickens was like maybe three months ago. Mm-hmm. So those eggs keep, do you have to put them in the refrigerator? I did. Yes, okay. because they will. You probably can keep them from out of the refrigerator for two months. Wow. But since uh, some about to hit, and I do want to prolong them, I did put them in the refrigerator, but I did not uh, wipe the bloom off. I left the bloom up there. Okay. Uh, if you got chickens and you want to keep your eggs out on the counter or whatever, cool place, that's fine. Uh, just don't wash them. If you do have some soiled chicken eggs up there, you can wipe it off with a paper towel and all that. But as soon as you take it, and you put that water on it and you scrub it, the whole thing, you done took that protective layer of that the uh, hen put around the uh, egg. It's a little thin protective layer. You don't wash that off. Now the egg is susceptible to bacteria. And that's why eggs be smelling like uh, what they in the refrigerator with sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you put your eggs in there with onions, your eggs will take uh-huh. on that onion. onion. You know, you're like, well, my eggs smell like onion. That's why, because they porous. Them people don't yeah. wash the eggs, and now the pores are open, and they got open pores. Now they're absorbing what they're in the refrigerator with. Wow. But if you don't wash them, you ain't got to worry about that. Okay. But, yeah. And they can't keep up to two months. If you want to keep them longer than that now, I prefer you put them in the refrigerator, but if you got fresh eggs and you eat them every day, Ain't no way they should last you two months. You got a family and you producing eggs every day. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's powerful. And, and and like you know, that's something too that like most people like we wouldn't even like we never seen eggs that you didn't have to put in the refrigerator. You know, because most yeah, people just yeah. getting them from the grocery store. And it's like uh, when when we used to live in Brazil, we would go to the stores in the neighborhood and they would have like these big things with butter. It was like real butter. Yeah. Not the uh that uh that oil vegetable Process, oil. That oil. And then uh, you know you oil. want some, they'll just put it in the container like plastic, and you just take it. You don't put it in the refrigerator or nothing. You know, yeah. you just mm-hmm. take it home, just use it. And so like yeah. yeah, that's you know this this type of stuff we need to know, and um not trying to make anybody feel overwhelmed, but like just. You know, we can all get back to doing for ourselves. Like the brother said, you can just, yeah. you can even grow, grow plants. Hey, look, and y'all, look, when people eat my collard greens and stuff, right? It's like, wow, man, these collards so good, man. 
You ain't got no uh, ham hock or nothing. I said, I don't eat no pork. Well, you don't eat no pork? Hey, these collards taste like they got something in it. I'm like, them collards ain't got no pork and no grease in it. No meat. Wow. Yeah. They're like, huh? Yeah. No no meat? It tastes like it got meat in it. So, man, yeah. that's my seasonings. You know what I'm saying? It's just the yeah. seasoning. You know? You don't need right. that because they ain't going to do nothing to clog our arteries up and get us a stroke, a heart attack faster. Yeah. They say collard greens are uh, oil soluble, that you need some oil to break it down. But if you do, uh, just saute them mugs, right? With some olive oil, man. That'd be the best way. Because as soon as we put that soybean oil, the same oil you're talking about, the same oil that's in that butter or yeah. margarine product, whether it do the same thing in the pipe, it's going to do the Clog it up. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as it gets uh, room temperature. Yeah. So exactly. one last thing too, I know, I know, I know, I keep saying this, but like, nah, you good, man. like foods that like we we usually eat, like greens, like turnip greens, collard greens, mustard greens, like how much um space would like somebody who lives in like an apartment, you know, a townhouse, something like that? How much space would they need to grow? Say it's like a, a household, like four people, three um, or four people, and they trying to grow, you know, okay, greens three or four family. people, man. You probably need. About sixteen feet by sixteen feet, man. That's all. Yeah, if, it's if, a, especially if you're gonna use somebody, a square foot garden. Okay. You know, because a square yeah. foot garden, you can have uh a collard plant right there, some onions around it, and lettuce right there. You know what I'm saying? You can have a collard green head, about four lettuce heads, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about ten onions and one square feet so take the next square feet put another collard head there uh you know put take the next square feet grow a stalk of corn do the three sister method grow a stalk of corn uh some beans and a squash you know what i'm saying the next yeah. the next square feet you can keep doing that the next square feet you can put uh one two three four five six seven eight nine you can put about Nine lettuces in one square feet. You know what I'm saying? Nine lettuces, depending on, uh, maybe 12, depending on the variety. If it's the cut again uh, method, you can just sow the whole thing with lettuce and just cut it down. It'll grow back. You cut it down. It'll grow back. Y'all can eat, be eating lettuce, you know, three times a week out there. You know what I'm saying? So it don't take much space. Uh, if you do got a small uh, family and you do got a little bit of land, uh, look up Square Foot Garden. It's a book called Square Foot Garden by my man Mel Bartholomew. And probably some other people that started some books. I got this book in the 90s. Uh, Mel Bartholomew, but he can show you that method, uh, what to grow in a small area to get the most uh, food and the maximum the maximum amount of food in the smallest amount of space. You know, uh, and that can work for pots too. That can work for flower uh, pots and uh Raised beds also. So raised beds, pots, that's all uh, good for the, you know, small home gardener, you know, uh, or elderly. They don't want to be bending down. If you got back problems, you don't want to bend down. Uh, raised beds, you know, raised beds, they work good too, you know. And then raised beds are good too because you don't got to fight no soil. You don't got to fight no dirt with the raised bed. I mean, no grass. I'm sorry. You ain't got to fight no grass with the raised bed. 
I'm tired, y'all. I've been working all day. Yep. Yeah, but, and that's uh, that's a lot. You said a lot. Oh, no, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, like go ahead. uh, like the carrots and stuff. Uh, it just it's just so much, man. It just yeah, it's just so much you can do. Uh, like potatoes. Now, if you can grow potatoes, you're gonna need four square feet. You need at least four square feet. They get a nice harvest for your family. Uh, you know, like, uh, as a matter of fact, let me show y'all something. Don't throw these boxes away. If y'all got boxes, you don't want to buy no, because uh, on the farm, you know, we try to save money the best way we can. We like to reuse, recycle, and everything. Yeah. See this box? Yeah, cardboard box. You can take this cardboard box, right? I will put some duct tape around it, you know, sit it on the ground, fill it up with soil, take some potato spuds, right? Potato eyes, like white potato eyes, and put it in there. Or purple potato eyes, should I say. Yeah, they got purple potatoes too. You know what I'm saying? We got all different yeah, orange, yeah. orange. Yes, purple white potatoes, purple sweet potatoes. Yes, all that good old stuff. And they're more healthy than that white potato from wherever it is from. Then they almost starved one time for eating potatoes. They ain't had no potatoes. They almost starved or something. Potato family. Yeah, yeah in Ireland. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, if you like potatoes, you can grow potatoes right in the cardboard box. You know, and put that in the, in the sunny area somewhere. And when the potatoes die, when the flowers flowers will come, potatoes will die back. And once they die, you can pick the new potatoes right then. Or if you want, you can take the potatoes, let them sit in the ground for two weeks. They'll get bigger during that two-week time period, and they'll harden. The skin will get hard. Then you can just take take the daggone box, turn it upside down. They got all your potatoes. You ain't got to worry about digging. You know, you ain't got to yeah. worry about digging. Tearing up nobody yard, and you can put them on a tarp. You can get yeah. a tarp, stretch the tarp out like that, and take all your uh, take all your pots, stretch them out on the top on the tarp, and you ain't got to worry about no grass that way neither. You know, yeah. so it's about maximizing the space that we got, not fighting no weeds. I know, you know, people don't want to fight weeds, but you know, I got more time now that I work for myself. Because if I was still working for them other people, y'all, y'all know my grass would be up here by my knees by now because I wouldn't yeah. have time. I wouldn't have time to work for myself. I wouldn't have time to do this garden because I'd be working for the other man. To my Al, don't worry about your garden today, man. I know you got a garden, but you don't come. I'm going to fire you. Yeah. Yeah. So now I work for myself. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, and just trellis. You would need a trellis if you want to grow tomatoes. That's just a stick, you know, a stick to tie it to because once those tomatoes go up there and start growing, they'll fall down. I got a couple of plants that fell down that I need to stake up. You need a tomato stake. You're going to need a stake for the squash. It's better to have a stake for them. Mm -hmm. uh, if you like beans, certain beans, if they're not bush beans, you're going to need a, a 
a trellis, like a little fence, about six, eight, ten feet tall, with some wires and some strings, so the so I can climb. Uh, those are pole beans, uh, melons, watermelons, and cantaloupe. You can grow them on a vine too. Uh, cucumbers, you can grow them on a trellis and a vine. All climbing plants, you can grow them on vines. It'll save you a lot of vine. It'll save you a lot of ground space. And all these plants that I just named, they can be grown in pot. They can be grown in five gallon pot. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They can be grown in five gallon pots, y'all. You ain't got to have no no dirt or nothing. If you got pots, some boxes, you can you can just dump soil out on a tarp like that right there, or uh, yeah. and, and take the tarp that out dump soil on it plant the seeds and the seeds will grow so it's several ways that you can do it if you ain't got no space yeah man gratitude for sharing that man that's that's practical real advice um man i'm saying for the people watching this you might want to go back through rewind it you know some of the stuff yeah. you're saying is it's new to us but this is stuff that, that our ancestors used to know you talking about the three sister method for growing yeah. the corn, the squash, yeah. and the, um, the yeah. beans. It's, it's a lot this more method too, man. Yeah, and this is stuff too, that man. the people that look like us used to teach yeah. everybody else, especially here in America. We were the ones that knew how to grow, what? grow That's everything. Right. Yes. We, work in we, the land. We, we did that. That's right. We did. We that. made this. Yeah, we we made it. Yeah. What it is where where you can feed the whole world. So They're like these right yeah. here, I'm gonna let yeah. these grow back to seeds. You know what I'm saying? All these flowers, all these seeds right here, seeds. So I, ain't, yeah. I really ain't got no seed. I just wait till next month, till they seed pods get hard, and I harvest them, and I got my red Russian kale right there. Wow. Yep. Broccoli. Yeah. Yep. Just y'all go, go ahead and get your seeds. They might be expensive or whatever, right? Just say, like one broccoli plant or cabbage plant or whatever, let it go to seed. Yeah. Each one of these little pies right here is a seed pie. Yeah. And each seed pie contains a hundred seeds. So it's thousands of daggone seed pies in this right here. So I might Just get one plant. 20,000 20, seeds or more. You ain't yeah. got to worry about buying no more seeds. So just dedicate a couple plants to grow back up in the seed once you harvest it. You know? Don't even harvest it. Just let it grow up in the seed. You know? So that's what our grandparents used to do. Then they want to keep, huh? They leave them crops in there. I see my granddaddy springtime. Granddaddy, the flower popping up. That's all right, son. We're going to harvest them flowers. Them seed. They ain't going to buy no seed. It's my crop. Yeah. And that right there, when you do that and you keep doing that over the years, that plant, those seeds will get uh, adapted to your climate. See what I'm saying? Like, wow. if, yeah. if the seeds ain't used to that climate or whatever, you know what I'm saying, you grow them and you uh, stabilize them, they'll, they'll become used to that side. You keep using the same seeds, grow them yeah. parents up, use the same, grow them parents up, grow them up, and keep using the same seeds, the same bloodline, and eventually they'll, they'll acclimatize to your climate wherever you at. Yeah, wow. to your soil and all that. Plants, man, yeah. plants, nature, man. We can't, we can't do nothing with it, man. We got to work with it. 
not against it. Yeah. Yep, got to work with it, not against it. And this, that red Russian kale, the, uh, not red Russian kale, but those are red yeah. cabbages right there. Yeah. Yep, red cabbages. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful, brother. So, um, I'm not going to keep you much longer, brother. We we did it. No, we uh, did this it. already <laughs> running over two hours, man. You 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 shared a lot, brother. I appreciate you. Just want yeah, to remind everybody. For, man. I want to remind everybody. Go follow the brother on social media. His links in the description. Everybody, go subscribe to this brother's YouTube channel, Farmer Al. You also come in with another YouTube channel. We'll have that link in the description too. Everybody, hit right. click that like and share button. Want to thank you all for being here. Want to thank you, brother, for taking the time to come and share and um and to teach us. Just, just welcome, you know, sharing sharing what you doing, your experience, yeah. and it's powerful. What it's about, and man. It's needed, each one, teach one. You know, we all teach each other. Get back on the same page. We'll be a movable force, man. To reckon with, you know, we just got to get back on the same page, man. Get that brotherly love and all that back, you know. Oh, uh, excuse me for that. Yeah, definitely. It's and it's uh, it's just been a pleasure having you on here. Appreciate you. Um about to go ahead and get up out of here just want to say thanks again and um everybody all hit right. like and share this video peace peace all right every day billions of searches are conducted online therefore it is critical that your company stands out to the small percentage of clients who are essential to your business our team of local digital marketing consultants and SEO experts is eager to help your company achieve its goals through a consultative approach, top Google rankings, and collaboration with industry experts. Here at Adept Marketing Solutions, we stand for integrity, dedication, ingenuity, and results. We know how to navigate the ever-changing digital landscape and what brands must do to succeed. Visit our website to see what we can do to help you reach your goals. Caremore is a non-profit organization focused on providing goods and services to families and individuals in our underfunded communities in Central Ohio. We have created an online presence to reach members of our Central Ohio communities, as well as local events and meetings to give away supplies and donations throughout the city all year long. Visit our website to learn more and to send a donation. Highest quality handmade fezes. Crafted fez with the finest wool, complete with tassel and leather sweatband. Wear the national headdress of Moorish Americans with pride and respect. 3XL size fez is a comfortable fit for brothers with dreadlocks. Shipping worldwide. Go to MoorishFez.com to order. Don't let your history start at slavery. Join with Moorish Science Temple, a lawfully charted Islamic organization and proclaim your nationality while helping us uplift fallen humanity. Founded by American prophet Noble Drew Ali and consistently promoted plans for the betterment of humankind. We are located in Columbus, Ohio. Visit our website www.moorishamericans.com and follow us on social media. We hold live meetings on Zoom every Friday and Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Give us a call at 
4394 if you would like to join or send donations to help us uplift fallen humanity. Fez Caps blends Moorish style with modern streetwear hats. The cutting-edge design features Moorish symbols with a silk tassel on the dome of the cap. More than just a fashion statement, Fez Caps represents something powerful and ancient within you. Go to fezcaps.com to order your Fez Cap now.